invite us into. It's not just him, it's the whole, I'm sorry to say, the whole Democratic Party. It's got us in a mess that we are in so deep. Hey, there ain't but one person that can help us, and that'd be God. Amen. That's right. Uh, there ain't nothing they can do. There's nothing they can pass or anything else that can take the place of God. Right. I'm so proud. I'm so glad I belong to a church Amen. that adheres to this every Amen. word of this Bible. I'm glad that I know God's going to be here every time we meet. Amen. I, mm, there's nothing more than just come walking in and feeling the presence of God. I swear, when it just, it could be a song sometime. It could be something somebody gets up and testifies about. But God shows up and he just blesses if you'll let him, if you'll receive it. Hey, if you want to bless him, you got to receive it. He's here offering it out, but you got to receive it. But I tell you what, I'm so thankful that this church ha hasn't turned away from God. I told Tracy last week, I, mm, I was disappointed in one church that I, I, everybody here knows, I'm not going to mention the name, but they started going that Southern Baptist way, having them uh, Super Bowl parties. You know, they was going to serve a hot dog and some chips and a, and a drink for five dollars. And again, they're going to watch the Super Bowl. Nothing about preaching or anything. They're going to watch the Super Bowl. Hey, that's straight out of Southern Baptist, the way they do every Super Bowl that comes around. Ain't nobody. How you going to get saved watching the Super Bowl? How you going to save anybody? You know there might be some people there. They know you're going to have food in Super Bowl. They might be some unsaved people there. Did anybody get up and preach? I don't know. Did anybody get up and say anything about God? I don't know. But man, it's getting bad. The churches are falling by the way. You talk about people falling by. Churches are falling by the way. I mean, they're going, trying to get the big crowd in. Trying to get the big coffers in. Uh, mm. Money ain't gonna buy them no place in heaven. Money ain't gonna do nothing for them. They ain't but one person do something for you, and that's God. I mean, he's proven that to me so many times. So many times he's come by and just right on time. Whenever I needed something, whenever, whenever trouble comes our way, and sometimes I cause it for myself without seeking his guidance first. I tell you, I'm a sinner. That's all I can say. But I'm saved by grace. I tell you what, God put two words on my heart. You know, and I had to think about this. Just two words. Mercy and grace. Hey, we need mercy and grace. We need that every day. Every day we need mercy and grace. It's by the grace of God that we're here tonight. It's by the grace of God that we ain't in the hospital or like Tracy says, in the jail somewhere. It's by his marvelous grace that we are saved and we are kept. I'm gonna be in Hebrews tonight. 
Let me get my eyes clear so I can see, see how to read. I swear. Oh, let's see. Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to start down about... We're going to start down about verse 12. Listen to the words that Paul wrote here. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharp than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God knows your every move. He knows your heart. It's talking about piercing, sharper than a two-edged sword. And it does. I, just, I can't get over the night he pierced my heart so bad. Was that night in Amarillo, Texas at that truck stop. When I was out there all alone under a light trying to fix my antenna, I had to buy another trying to put it on that truck so I could hear Lester Roloff. And you know, I wanted to hear some preaching. But this young man driving a Navajo truck come up to me, pulled right beside me out in the middle of nowhere. I hadn't been saved that long. And he jumped out of his truck and says, hey, you need help? I said, no, I, you know, I'm just fixing my antenna. He says, I said, how are you? He said, well, I'm on my way home. My grandmother's passed away. And he said, and I don't know if she's saved. He says, uh, we're going to, the, he said, I'm going to the funeral. His grandmother was a Namaho Indian. And he was talking about, I don't know what, what she believes or what. And you know what? I did not ask him what he believed. I did not even witness to him. Oh, but mm. I told him, good luck. I pray for you. He left. And then I ain't went down two miles down the road and God just got a hold of me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that, I tell you what, that sword is sharp. Yes, it is. It, like it says, it'll it part. It'll part. That sword, when he hit me with that, I, man, all I could do was weep right. and ask for forgiveness uh, that I didn't mention God to him. Yeah. Oh, man, all I was interested in was me hurrying up. But I, that taught me a lesson. I hope, I hope y'all understand that God is going to send somebody your way. He's going to see what you're going to do. Don't mess up like I did that time and, and just go trying to go my merry way. All I done was pray, God, forgive me for failing you. Oh, God, please send somebody his way that will talk to him about Jesus Christ. Somebody that would just ask him, is he saved? That's all I had to do was say, are you saved? Are you going to heaven? All you got to say, hey, and if they say, I don't know, that's, oh God, amen. 
Yes. I tell you, I've had them come before. And by God's favor, we, we ain't getting away from each other until I talk to you about God. I swear, I don't, mm, you don't want that feeling. Oh, Jonathan, whew, sharper than that two-edged sword. Mm. I tell you, mercy. God had mercy on me that night. Mercy. I looked that word up as compassion on or upon. Right. Webster calls it, I'm, I'm getting like Tracy, I'm looking up these words both ways. Yeah. Webster said it's compassionate treatment of those in distress. Yes. Lord help, I was in distress that night after I failed the Lord there. Grace. Grace is gratitude due, benefit given, Webster says it's mercy and pardon. Hey. <laughs> we know the Lord can pardon of our sins. We know he can give grace. Let's get back to this. Pearson, even, I'm going to be back in verse 12. Pearson, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I tell you, marrow, asunder. Asunder is to crack open. That's what, that's what the book says. Separate. Mm, joints, to separate. Marrow is the fat. You know, inside a bone, you got marrow. It's the choice fat. Discerner, to know, to see. Intents of the heart is a plan. A plan. Verse 13, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Right. Seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast yeah. our profession. Hey, let us hold fast that profession of faith hey. we have. And in this church, right there, the covenant, hey, the profession we have is you've got to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven is be washed in the blood. That's right. I tell you, mm, we got any Bible scholars in here? Because I got a question that's been bugging me and bugging me. The, uh, I hear a song. In my robe of white, I will fly away. I've looked in this Bible, front to come, I can't find it. Maybe somebody can help me. When was it? God said y'all wear them clothes instead of ropes. Is it in the Bible? You know, we'd be like, us men would have it a lot cheaper if we was wearing robes these days of time. <laughs> Women wouldn't be buying new shoes. 
Wouldn't be buying new dresses. I got to have a new Easter dress. All you got to do is have four or five robes and you're all right for a year. But them robes, somebody messed that up. Somebody, some of them, some of them good old boy preachers that think they just great would have their borders widened down there. They'd have them all purple and widened and especially that one down there in Houston, Texas. <laughs> Seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Amen. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Amen. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I tell you, that's it right there. He's going to help in the time of need. If you ask him, if you ask for mercy, which is forgiveness, if you ask for grace, which is added on, which he says, go and sin no more. Jesus is saying to us tonight, give everything to him. In all things, give him things. That's right. I tell you, there's been times I, you know, that I hadn't asked God, what should I do? I went on, you know, that old fleshly way, doing what I thought I should do, and it just messed all up. It's just messes. I made a mess. Tracy talking about that mess this morning. Well, he got he got me because I made a mess a lot of times. And if I ain't careful, I still do. That old devil will whisper something in your ear. I swear. But, but discern, discern the spirits. Amen. Discern the spirits for the be of God. Or the devil. If you will, let's go over to uh, Romans for a minute. Romans. We're going to verse chapter 6. Verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Amen. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized unto Jesus Christ, were baptized unto his death? Therefore we are buried with him, by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness Amen. of life. And there's going to be a time when we lay to rest, Alan, 
that we're going to walk in the newness of life. When he comes back and them graves burst open and we go to heaven where there is sin no more, that robe of white I was talking about will never be stained again. It'll be spotless white. Sin can't live up there. Sin is not welcome there. It will not enter the gates of heaven. That robe of white will stay white from now on. But bless God, I tell you, mercy and grace. Oh. Let's go to Revelation for a minute. Revelation. I swear. Let me see where I want to be. Glory to God. Verse, uh, chapter 19. Verse 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with an iron of iron, rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of all the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. You know, I, as I was reading this and I was studying this, and it's talking about the two-edged sword thereof. It, two-edged sword is only mentioned four times in the Bible. But every time it's when Christ is trying to set the people straight. Yeah. Every time it's talking about they have sinned, but yet his two-edged sword is going to pierce them. They're going to come back to God, and God shows mercy and grace every time. There's many times in the Bible that the people have done wrong. We read it. You can read it every time. You can go through Psalms and read it. One chapter, they, they are against God. Next chapter, God's forgiven them. I tell you, we should not continue in sin like it says. God forbid. But sometimes that old devil, especially somebody cut in front of me, that old devil surely gets on me first. Then God will get me later. I tell you, we can show some examples of mercy. Yeah. Lamentations, I'm just going to read this. You're going to have time to even turn there. Lamentations 3 and 32. But thou, he caused, but though he caused grief, yet will he have compassion Amen. according to the multitude of his mercies. Yes. Daniel 9 9. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness. Amen. Though we have rebelled against him. You see, he, he's going to mercy and forgive. Even though we rebel against him, he shows forgiveness. Thank God. Amen. But Amen. We got to, all you got to do is ask. That's right. You ask for forgiveness. Repent of what you're doing. Psalm 79, 8, oh, remember not against us former iniquities, 
Let thy tender mercy speedily prevent us for we are brought very low. Psalm 51.1, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him. Now he's coming unto David. After he had gone into, into Bathsheba, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. And what did Jesus do? He done exactly what that says. He forgave David. David became a great king. Grace. Ephesians 2 8, for the grace are you for by grace are you saved through faith. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. He's mm, have mercy. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. James 4, 6, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. That's the trouble. A lot of people won't humble themselves. They won't come before God and say, hey, I messed up. God, forgive me. They want to get, mm. Those that do that are lost as a lost man can be. A loving God that knows your heart. He knows everything about you. He's the one that made you. Don't you think he ought to know who you are and what you're thinking and who you're... Mm. I want to play this song. It goes right along what Tracy about, preached about this morning. It goes right along with this, this uh, lesson I've been preaching on. Yeah. I'm going to get this microphone. I ain't ready for you yet. Thank you. Yeah. No, not you.
Tinanu 